and welcome to Out from the Ashes with Cheryl Baldridge. I am your host today, Cheryl Baldridge. Thank you so much for tuning in with us again today. Last week, we were honoring fathers and I had my dad on with me and we talked about the role and responsibilities that fathers have to take care of not only the household, but their children. And when we ended with that segment, we had just kind of touched on legacy, leaving a legacy for our children. Today, we are going to talk about what that looks like. So I have my dad with me again today, Marvin McKelvey. Daddy, thank you for joining us again today. Oh, bless the Lord. Yes, it's it's a great thing. It's an honor to be asked back once again. <laughs> sometimes when you ask for an interview, sometimes you don't get asked back. Well, But look at God. We'll and look he at all right. Well, look we at just it. thank God for allowing us this time and this opportunity to come back and to further share some of the uh, uh, responsibilities of fathers and, and, and things that fathers should be doing and how they should be doing. Right. And, you know, um, the conversation that we were having last week, it was just so good. And I kept thinking about it because these are some things that we need to cover as a community and especially a black community, because I think that in a lot of ways, we're just now starting to catch up with the rest of the world, if you will. And me personally, I don't want to see any of us get left behind. So today... Just share with us, you know, what does that look like? You know, the like financial literacy, because we, we talked a little bit about, you know, wanting to leave an inheritance, right. but we, we talked also more so about um, the intangible legacy that we right. leave for, for the children. But, you know, today let's talk a little bit more about the material things, you know, mm-hmm. uh, okay. the generational wealth. Okay. Yeah. Um, we as a people now need to start learning. Um, what uh, legacy wealth is, and that's that is the uh, terminology of of the day, legacy wealth. And when you start looking at that, you, you start looking. Well, what is legacy wealth? I, I may understand legacy, but now what is legacy wealth? Well, see, this is the thing that 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 we've got to start learning as 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 a race of people, because other races, other creeds, and other colors have delved into this and they've been into it for years i'm and when i say years i'm talking about hundreds of years we 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 hear the old the uh terminology old money mm-hmm. well old money is because because somebody back in the 1800s devised a plan for uh everyone to be able to uh uh to everyone to be able to survive later in years Based upon what's going on, excuse me, I, I, I'm sorry, uh, but yeah, but 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 everybody be able to survive later on from what's going on. Uh, we have to now, as a people, understand that uh, property, property, and and, and 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 let me get to property because we don't really understand how um, how property works in into what we're trying to do. We want uh, the the homes and the houses that our parents and grandparents have worked forever to have. We don't want to allow those things to go away. One of the big um, fallacies that that I learned was that in in the black community, for years and years and years, we've heard that, oh, baby, once you turn 65, you don't have to pay taxes no more. Well somewhat right a lot of wrong simply because there is no such thing as tax exemption listen to what i'm saying there's no such thing as tax exemption when you turn 65 it is tax deferred meaning that yes you stop paying taxes but it doesn't mean that the taxes stop accruing so that when you pass on then what happens is that whoever you uh uh whoever inherits that house also inherits all of the back taxes that went with it for however long that that it was. Let's just imagine that uh, uh, our our parents stopped paying taxes at sixty five and didn't pass to eighty five. 
Well, you got 20 years of taxes to catch up on. Look at what that tax um, debt is. So what I try to tell people and what I try to teach people is that keep up with that tax. It's going to be much lower now than it will be when, when it has accrued penalties and interest and all of that stuff later on. And that's a good point <clears throat> because what I've noticed a lot of is that for um, the older generation that have, let's say, Big Mama's house and whatnot, you know, Big Mama passes away and then mom doesn't want it and then here it is for me you know to take nobody wants to take ownership of it whether it's back taxes that need to be paid or even if it's not a tax situation you know um sometimes we don't want to live in the old neighborhood a a lot of times these days that's what's going on you know people want to do a little bit something different but we let we don't take the initiative a lot of times to sell the property or even keep it and rent it or use what's being given to generate more. Correct. Correct. And that's where we're going is that we need to learn how to keep that. As you said, sometimes it's in disrepair. Sometimes we don't want to live there. But how many of us know that property values never go away? No. Property value never go away. No, it may decrease, but it doesn't go away. Correct. And so, if we keep that property, as you say, we can rent it. Uh, we can we, we 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 can turn profits on it, and in years to come, I mean, because here where we live now, in in uh, in in Houston here, where we live, what's hot now? What what properties are hot now? Let me tell you, there's there's the property that's that's inside the six ten loop. These, these were the properties that the values were up. And as the city expanded, the property values went down. But how many of us know now that you can go back into the old neighborhood and, and now they got some $500,000 houses in the old neighborhood? Well, right, because of the process of uh, gentrification. So, <laughs> you know, then you have another group of people who are benefiting absolutely from our misfortune or misinformation absolutely absolutely and that's what it is and and, and so great that you use that word and you brought that word in misinformation mm-hmm. misinformation because we fail to look in, into it we fail to study it we we uh, fail to want to find out what it is we are misinformed about what's going on like you say, regentrification is coming, and and everything that uh, quote unquote wasn't valuable is 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 quadruple in value now, and 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 we need to look at that because you know I often tell people all the time that my parents when they bought their house twelve thousand five hundred dollars, yes they struggled to make a ninety four dollar a month house note and both of them worked and had very good jobs but the dollar was a whole lot the, stronger yes it was yes it was yes it was can you imagine now if we had a 94 dollar a month house note but this is the factor of, 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 of really where i'm trying to go um my great grandson if if we do what we're supposed to do mm-hmm. my great grandson which would be my daddy's great 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 grandson Great, great, great. Right. Could benefit from that $12,500 house. Almost definitely. That's sitting there. Mm -hmm. We just have to learn how to um, uh, uh, look beyond today and schedule for tomorrow. And, And that's what legacy, especially legacy wealth does. Just imagine that uh, if, if, if we worked on a job, and we stayed in our parents' house that was already paid for, and we didn't have to pay nothing but the taxes on, how much further advanced could we be when, when we didn't have a, a, a high um, a, a mortgage over our head? Um, pretty, pretty far along. I know yeah. I would have been. Yeah, yeah. And so these are the things that we have to look at because uh, we would be able to do more in economics We'll be able to do more in wealth if we looked at that. True, 
true. Trust me. I got it. Everybody, as you said, would like to move out of their old neighborhood. Well, how about this? How about if you stayed in that old house 10 years and just saved that money? Then guess what? You could buy that house outright and not spend the half a million dollars in interest to a lending institution. This is true. And, you know, all of that starts with a mindset, though. You know, um, uh, nine times out of ten, a person has to be taught to think this way. It's not unless you're just born financially savvy. You know how some people are just prone to different things. You know, they're business savvy or they're just good with money. They're good with computers. Unless you're just one of those people who are just naturally good with numbers and, you know, money makes sense to you um, on a whole nother level. This is something that you have to be taught. Amen. And and that's what we're talking about now because guess what? Men out there that are listening, let me just say, it is your responsibility to teach this to your children. It's not the school's responsibility. It's your responsibility. You may say, well, I don't know it. This is true, but it doesn't mean you can't learn it. You may say, well, I don't... I don't I, I don't know it. This is true, but you can send your child to a school that can learn. It is time out now for the men of God, the men of our country and nation, uh, to to. It's time for us to start taking hold of our responsibilities. Bottom line, it's time for us to start taking hold of our responsibility. I, we are responsible uh, to our children to provide for them, to make ways for them. Well, and then the Bible says that, you know, we should leave an inheritance for our children. Yes. So by doing this, you're leaving something for your children that will not only benefit your children, but their children, if your children are trained properly. Correct. Because one of the things that you you were talking about was staying in the old house, the old family home, and saving up money. Well, you know, you might not want to live there forever, but just like Big Mama's house would have come available, you know, at some point in time, the house next door, the house across the street, yes. the house at the end of the street is going to come available and the family may not want it. So if we're there saving money somewhere that we're not paying rent because paying taxes is a whole lot cheaper than rent. Yes. So if we're doing that and we're saving our money, you know, why couldn't we buy the old neighborhood then we would have to stay there rent those houses out and that's you know and then you have this entire subdivision yeah or even if it's just the block yes 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 i mean it can be done oh it not only can it be done uh there are other ethnicities that are doing it Mm -hmm. they build their own communities Mm mm-hmm or, or, or they do what, what they have to do to make their own community. We've got to get that mindset, as you said. Mm-hmm. That mindset now has to be driven in us. It has to be equated to us. We've, we've got to get to that mindset now that uh, I'm, I'm going to do better than what, I, than, than what my parents did. Not that my parents did anything bad. you got to understand, it's time now to build upon what that they've, uh, upon the foundation that they laid. See, they laid a foundation, so now it's time for us to build on that foundation. Right. But even if they did do something bad, let's say they did, uh-huh. because, you know, that's a lot of people's situation. Right. You know, um, you want you still want to do something better. Correct. However, motive. Because, you know, in that, when we don't forgive those past transgressions of you know the people before us we wind up taking on that same judgment that we pass because then we're doing whatever we're doing to say better than they did but with the wrong motive and somehow some way in that we kind of become the same person right right. that we're judging right well let me let me touch on that for for a moment please that's why i brought it up if i can Forgiveness is a hard thing for any of us. Yeah. Forgiveness is a hard thing for any of us. Especially when the wound's deep. Yes. But but let me but let me say this. Forgiveness is not best for those that you forgive. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Forgiveness is best for, for you That's who right. does the forgiving. Yes. Because as long as you hold on to what it is, then it will continue to hold you down. In 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 the in the realm of forgiveness, we have to learn how to let go of, of some stuff. Because guess what? How many of us know really and truly that we can't change what was? We 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 can only forgive what was there. Mm-hmm. And once you forgive it, then you put it in your past, not in their past. You put it in your past. And once it's in your past, then you can move forward. Because that thing that, that, that you failed to forgive is continually drawing you back in. Every every time you think about it, it draws you back in. Every time you look at it, it draws you back in. You you find yourself Falling back into that hurt, falling back into that hatred, falling back into all of that every time that that that, that situation comes up. But when you can forgive and you get it right with you, then guess what? It doesn't matter what comes up or what goes. Guess what? Fazzy well. Thank you. Not a problem. I'm moving on. It's time now for us to learn how to move on. But what is forgiveness? So define that because, you know... Everyone has their own uh, idea, maybe, of what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, define forgiveness in its simplest form. Letting go of what holds you. Mm-hmm. Letting go of what holds you. So just deciding that, you know what, I want to be free of this and I am not going to hold you not say accountable, but hold the charge against you for right. whatever offense that I, I took to whatever it was that you did, you said, whatever right. transpired. But I'm willing to free up the space in my mind and you have to live somewhere in somebody else's thoughts. Thank you. Thank you. Now, let me just say this, and I know it's going to sound kind of... But when you forgive somebody... It doesn't mean that you have to be chummy with them. That's true. It, it doesn't mean that that, that, that you got to go around da, 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 looking for them and, and wanting to be their best friend now. That's not what that means. That just means that the hurt that you endured, you're no, go, you're no longer allow, going to allow that hurt to hurt you any longer. And you're going to move on in your life. Now, and that's not an overnight thing. Um, no, it's because, not. Because, you know, the decision is yours. The healing will come after the decision is made, but it may not come that day or the next day, but it will come over the course of days because, you know, Psalms 103 that says God is a God who who heals us. Yes. It says he he heals all of our diseases, not just sickness, but whatever is causing us discomfort. Ease. Yeah. So it it's causing you to be uneasy. That hurt, that pain from whatever that offense was, it is his responsibility to heal because he is the God that heals. He is the great physician. He says he is the God that healeth thee. He heals us all of our disease. So that's his job yes. to bring about the healing. But it's our job to open the door to the healing. Kind of like, you know, when we're sick with whatever, let's say the flu. You know, if we don't open the door for the doctor to come in, meaning that make the appointment to to have that one-on-one with the doctor, whether it's a teledoc or in-person visit, whatever. Point of the matter is, if we don't go and do what we have to do to allow that physician to do what he has to do to bring about the cure for whatever we're seeking it for, it's not going to happen. Amen. And it works the exact same way with spiritual matters. Amen. Amen. We have to allow forgiveness to come. We cannot deny forgiveness. We we have to allow it to come. And 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 the sooner that we forgive somebody, the better off we're going to be. Exactly. Yeah. You and that's want- how come I'm 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 bringing this up just for the listening audience, because um, you know it's it's easy to point fingers, you know, about what someone else. Uh, did but one of the biggest things that you know we talk about um on this show um on my podcast the out from the ashes podcast is taking ownership and responsibility for your part because we all have a part to play in this and forgiveness is 
your part. Absolutely. Because we are our our own worst enemy. Yeah. You know, it's easy to say, well, the devil this, the devil that. Right. Yeah, I'm not going to say he doesn't have his, his part too. But our biggest enemy is our inner selves, our way of thinking. Right. So, you know, there because there are some things that in in play because like you said if you if we don't um forgive, then we're hindering ourselves from moving forward. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know, uh that's one thing that we've got to start learning to to look at that it is necessary that we take our part and 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 like you said our part is to forgive that sounds easy uh than what it is because we can do it mm-hmm. but we got to want to do it yes we can't do it but like I said we've got to want to do it and 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 the problem comes is that we don't want to do it. I, I didn't do nothing wrong it, it's not about whether I did you did anything wrong. If I can use this example, and and because how many of us know that uh, God hasn't did anything wrong, but hey, we have to ask His forgiveness daily. His situation and and, and what He does, He doesn't create evil. He, he doesn't create things. But how many of us know that we offend Him daily? See, and so therefore, uh, where though God accepts our request for forgiveness, why we can't as easily request someone else's? Or why can't we make that avenue available for someone else? Well, because of what we were taught. You know, there are some things that just come naturally for yes. us as humans. Some things we don't have to talk like I, I used to hear in which I found to be true you don't have to teach a kid how to lie this is true you do not have to teach a kid how to steal this it's true. in them this is true you know give them the right opportunity circumstance whatever and we are the same way right. you know because we are uh, taught to pick up in life as we go along it you know um what goes around comes around. Well, they did it to me. I'm going to match that same energy. Right, I'm coming right. with you. You don't have to do that. You know, um, the Bible says we don't overcome evil with evil. Correct. But we overcome it with good. Right. But in life, what we learn from the people around us is that that's being weak. Yes. That yes. It, it's being weak and um, you're not going to get over on me. Right. Strength is not what we think strength is. True. What is Str- strength? Is when I can forgive you, although you don't admit that you did anything wrong to me. Mm-hmm. That's strength. Strength is when I can go on in my life, although that I've been devastated by some things that you've done or someone else have done. But guess what? I don't allow that to tear me down. I, I don't allow that to cripple me so that, that that I can't move on. That's strength. See, we want to look at strength as though uh, uh, I'm, I'm on top of the world. I'm the best at this. No, 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 no. No. Strength sometimes is just being able to endure what's going on, just being able to endure the pain that's, that's happening, not allowing it to overtake you. Mm-hmm. We don't understand that you can't allow this to overtake us. So, strength when I'm weak. Yeah, that's what we've got to have. We got to have a mindset that that wants to do better. We got a mindset that 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 to know that we can do better. Not that we can't, but that we can. Nothing is holding us back. God has given us everything that we need in in, in heaven and earth to be able to succeed. All we've got to do is just follow the plan that he already has for us. And guess what? He's not He's not slack concerning his promises. God, God will give us just what we need, when we need it, if we just rely on him to give it to us. Just like anything else, the hardest part about it all is getting started. Yes, yes. It's always yeah. like, because, you know, it's just like any other behavior. 
it takes practice. Right. And the first few times, you're probably not going to get it right. Right. It's, it's not going to feel right because that's not what you're accustomed to doing. Right. But if you keep doing it, it becomes habit. Right. Your mind starts to change. Correct. You know, um, and even the people around you will start to change. Yes. Yes. And then that's when the change you want to see. And others. And yourself. Your situation, your home, right. your children, your the legacy you're trying to leave behind. It, life takes on a totally different trajectory. Correct. You know, it, it, it changes course. Right. For the better. Right. Though it might not feel like it. Right. Because one thing that I have learned is that we as people, we do not like the term. Some of us do not understand the term. And we will always usually challenge it. Um, deferred gratification. My, my, my. Because we want it right my. now. <laughs> Everything right now. Absolutely. We do live in, in what's known as the microwave age. Yes, we do. That, that, that I can pop it in 15, 20 seconds later, I got what I need. Sometimes we have to go back to Big Mama and, 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 and get that old pot and let some stuff simmer mm-hmm. for a while. Mm-hmm. We, everything cannot come immediately and, and, and right away. All too often, and, and, and I agree with you, baby, that um, we do, we, we want it right now. And if I can't get it right now, then I don't want it. Well, something's just not going to come right now. You know, um, if God gave us everything we wanted right now, how many of us know we would not be able to handle everything that God gave us? And what I mean by that is this. You you, you might say right now, Lord, I want a million dollars. Boom. He give you a million dollars. Well, how many of us know people that are, or have read stories about people that have won the lottery? They won $10 million and five years later they broke out on the street. Why? Because they didn't know how to handle what they have. God is not going to give you something that you cannot handle. If you have not taken money management courses to understand how to handle a million dollars, then what is the benefit of giving you a million dollars? And next week you're going to be broke. There is none. There is none. So God is not going to do something that is going to harm you. Because guess what? I know for me, if God gave me a million dollars and I was broke next week, I'd be in a state of depression. <laughs> Most people would be. <laughs> Most people would be. And I'm listening to what you say, what you're saying, and I'm thinking about um, in the Old Testament where. You know, God had, had given the Israelites the, the promised land, land that he had right. promised them over in Canaan, right? And he let them know there are giants in the land. There were giants there. And he said that they weren't going to, um, he wasn't going to get rid of them all. Right. And that he would help them overcome them little by little. You know, because if he let them have everything all at once, that they would forget all about God. Yeah. You would forget what I did for you way back when, when you Don't had nothing. Say a word. You, know? <laughs> you would forget that it was me that brought you out of bondage in the first place. It was me that sustained you in the wilderness when you had nothing and you couldn't even see your way out and how you were going to get there. But I got you there. And if I make it easy for you, when you get there, you... Uh, how did he put it? You say, I did this by my own strength. You know, I did all that. When in all actuality, as the word says, it is God that gives us power to get wealth. Amen. If he doesn't wake you up in the morning, you ain't getting up. Right, right. Whole lot of folk, even right now, alarm clock going off and they don't hear it. You know, they didn't make it through to today. They didn't make it on the wake up call. Right. And so... If we take something like just waking up in the morning for granted, right? You know, something like that, you know, like money and land and wealth, the things that we deem are so important. Correct. And don't get me wrong, they do have their importance, a certain level of importance. How much more will we take that for granted? Right. And then the things that we take for granted. We don't take care of because just like going back to waking up, 
you waking up is the starting of time for that day for you. Right, right. When you take advantage of that, how much of that time during the day are you taking advantage of? Yeah. Are you take, not taking advantage of, taking for granted? There's a whole lot of that day that you're taking for granted. Every day. Every day. Every day. See what I'm saying? Because, see, all too often we take, and let me just say this, we take the day period mm-hmm. for granted. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? Uh, I don't know if I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if, if that's God's plan for me or not. But I should use that day uh, in, in, a, in a profitable way for for God and and for uh, my myself. But do I know that I'm going to wake up? Know it? No. Mm. No. No. No, because so, tomorrow's not promised to you. So therefore, I take it for granted. So therefore, I take it for granted. I take for granted that I'm going to do this. I take for granted that I'm going to do that. I take for... You know what? I'm just... I'm not going to do anything today. I'm just going to lay back and sleep and eat. <laughs> just be a lazy boat. Just be a, yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we, we, we've we got to learn how to take hold of everything that we do. And, and in that, like I say, uh, as we're talking about fathers and fatherhood and, and all of that. And legacy. And legacy. And, and and legacy, I, I want to uh, introduce something as well because uh, to all the men, I want to deal. I, I, I want men to learn how to deal with the four P's. Mm. What's that? The four P's: priest, prophet, provider, and protector. Yeah, okay. This is something that all of us, as dads, as fathers, have to understand that we are priests, prophet. Provider and protector. We'll break that down in the next 27 minutes we got left. <laughs> <laughs> we, we talked last weekend and we talked about being the, the, uh, the uh, priest of your home. And, and you understand that uh, in, in, the, in, the, in, in the priest of your home, you are responsible for the spiritual well-being of everyone in your home. You, your child, your, your wife, your Everybody, you are responsible for that, and as um, as as the priest, then it, you are responsible for that. As a prophet, then you teach folks how to go forward. You you know we 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 were talking about legacy. Well, guess what? The prophet does what the prophet lays the groundwork for what is to come. We. We have to lay that groundwork as as prophet of the family to to of of what's to come. Well, guess what? In order for <coughs> excuse me, in order for us to lay the groundwork for what is to come, we have to do what? Direct it. We have to be the one that get out there and and find out where it, it has to go. But you can't do that without a vision. No, you cannot do it without a vision. You cannot do it without a vision. Yeah, you got to have a vision. The Bible says that. Uh, uh, without a vision, the people perish. perish. And that's what happens so often. We don't have a vision. Prophets are visionaries. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Without a vision, people perish. And, and then you may say, well, what is a vision? A vision is, is, is where I want to see the family a hundred years from now. That's what that's what the visionary is. Where do I want to see my family going a hundred years from now? What am I going to do now mm. to make that vision come forth a hundred years from now? I can't sit on my on my do nothing stool and do nothing. Mm. I've got to put some things in, into process and into place so that the prophecy of their legacy wealth, their uh not uh their deferred gratification comes to forth in that time. There are many things that we can do now that we just don't do. Such as? Such as we were talking about legacy well. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. When you get yours, your property, let's just say property, what, what we can do when we get our property and when we get ready to make our will you can put a codicil in the will that the property not be sold for the next 100 years. 
when should I start thinking about making a will? Oh, bless him. <laughs> <laughs> Wills can be made at any time. In your uh, 20s, in your 30s, 40s, 50s, or even as late as in my 60s. You can make a will anytime. What you what you have to deal with is, is again, as, as I'm saying, we're talking about being the profit of the home. So when you have this legacy will, even if you have something that was left to you, you can yet make a will now to make sure that that's taken care of for later. Because as we said earlier, we don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't. Amen. So, priest, prophet, provider, provider. We we have that uh, need or, 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 or we have that... Uh, uh, accountability to to provide not only just uh to give what we think they want but being able to provide now when i look at provider i look at provider from this way that my family my children my family my grandchildren not need anything and what I, and, and 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 it could be just as simple as this. You as you as my daughter, can you ever recount a day that you came home from school and that the lights were off in the house? Not because it was a thunderstorm out there, or, or not because it was a hurricane. Can you ever recount a day that you came home and the lights, the water? the gas was off or even that somebody was coming and had an eviction notice on the door not because of a natural disaster can you ever recount of, of, of a period of, of that kind of time no I cannot that's a provider that's a provider I'm not thinking about just me I'm thinking about my family and, and you may and you may say well that's that's not a great thing. Yes, it is. Because guess what? If, if if a child has to come home from school and not sure whether or not that the lights are on, that does not give them stability. That does not give them an assurance. So therefore now they have to focus their mind on other things other than being a child, other than learning, other than advancing themselves. How we then they take on the accountability or they take on the, the responsibility of what the parents are supposed to be doing because they're worried about whether or not it, everything at home is going to be all right. Well, Daddy, guess what? That's your accountability. Well, you are the provider. I, I agree with that. Um, however, take, like, the times that we're in right now. You know, all of last year, the world shut down. You know, jobs were lost. Amen. Um you know, and even when jobs are plentiful, they're not guaranteed anymore. Companies fold every day. Um, they're constantly reorging and um, changing things up, and certain jobs are becoming obsolete, and they're being replaced with computers or just a different way of doing things and outsourcing. And that, you know, so job stability today is not what it was True 30 that. years ago. True that. And to that very point, so glad you brought it up. <laughs> we talked last week, we talked last week, and, and, and you explained it so very well. Hmm. I, I, I brought in the uh, situation of Joseph. Yes. And, and and you explained it so well. So let me, let me just uh, piggyback on, on, on that for a moment, that yes, uh, as you say, jobs are going away. Jobs are, are, are happening. Stability is gone. But see, we have to be just like Joseph was. We've got to go in, survey the land, talk to God, and guess what? God will direct our path. He will show us how to put away stuff for the lean years. Let me tell you something. As you said, 2020 was a lean year. Yes, we all we all went into 2020. Oh, this is the year of vision. Oh, this is what's going to happen. And then God said, bam. 
everything changed. Everything in our life, everything in, in the world as we know it changed. People, people were not able to go to work. Children were not able to go to school. Things closed out. As you said, businesses fold. People lost jobs. Everything. But God was allowing us an opportunity to know what was coming beforehand. If we uh, uh, delve into his word, he was offering us an opportunity to know beforehand that guess what? We had to put up some stuff. Mm-hmm. For, for 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 just such a time as what we're in, it's we've got to learn that guess what? As provider for the family, that we don't provide for the family today, we provide for the family next week. In other words, you got to have a plan, and you put a plan in the progress to have provision for next week, not just only for today, but for next week, next month. You got to do that. We got to stop looking at. Uh, uh, what's happening today and say, oh, I'm going to live for today. Well, guess what? I know we said earlier, we don't know what tomorrow holds or even if tomorrow is going to come. But guess what? If it does come, you need to be prepared for it. So guess what? The priest has to talk to God. The prophet has to hear from God. The provider has to put God's plan into, into place. It's time for us to start learning how to provide for the family. It's time for us to start learning how to provide for the family in the way that God wants us to. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, even in that... We're good. Come on. Okay. Even in that, let's get to the last one. Let's get to the last one. Because guess what? The last one is, is so very important. Protector. 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 We as dads, we as men of God, we have to protect our family. Because guess what? Uh, the first thing that the devil came after was family. Indeed. The first thing he came after. In the Garden of Eden, when he had Adam and Eve in there, guess what? He brought a rift between the two of them. The first thing he comes after is family. So guess what? You've got to be a protector of the family. You. I know you say, hey, why so much on me? Well, guess what? God made you that way. And when he made you that way, then he uh, uh, allowed you to be the protector of the family. He, he gave you everything that you needed in order to be that protector. So he's accounting for you to, to do just that. We sometimes don't want what God has given us but how many of us understand that God made us this way uh, so that we could be that protector? So now, we were studying even on on last night. Uh, we, we 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 were studying in the in the uh, book of Romans, and it talked about it says, "Hath not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one unto honor and another unto dishonor?" What he was saying here is that God has the authority. God has the authority to make whom he wants to make and to shape them in, 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 in the way that he wants to shape. Sometimes we got to go through some type of reshaping. Yeah. You better hear what I'm talking about. Sometimes we have to get shaped up where God wants us to be. Yeah, we are the protector of, of, of our family. I'm not going to sit and say that we're not. And, 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 and what you're protecting them from, you're protecting them from the evils of the world. That's what you're protecting them from. Because guess what? The enemy wants to take your family out. Yes. The enemy wants to take your family out. And so far, he's been very successful in the black family. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. Uh, in 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 the black family, he's been so... Because guess what? Slavery took us out. Not that we can't rebuild. Don't... Don't let me, don't. We can rebuild, and we're on our way to rebuilding. But it was so often that in the black family that when families got started on the plantation, they would they would purposely split the family up. Why? Because guess what? To split them up created weaknesses in the family. Yes. It, that, that there is strength in unity. Yes. You got to understand that. So therefore, when, when when God puts the family unit together, there's strength in there. 
It doesn't it doesn't make the, the, the protector's job so hard when there is unity there. What happens though is, is that the enemy will come in and, and he will call a division. Uh he will call division to bring about weakness. I don't know about y'all, but guess what? I don't want to have weakness in my family. I, I I don't want my family to be weak. So therefore I protect them. How do I protect them? I go right back to to, 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 to the first part. I protect them because I'm the priest. I'm going to pray. I'm going to talk to God. I'm going to teach them biblical uh, statutes and ordinance. It's, it's, it's a never-ending circle. Because guess what? In order to be that protector, then you've got to be the priest in the home. You can't just say, uh, I'm not going to do anything. But you've got to be. And you've got to cover them with love, with honor, with unity. So, yeah. But, you know, that protector part, that actually goes into place or should be set in motion before the first child ever shows up. Absolutely. Before the wife ever shows up. But speaking in terms of children, because your future generations you hold within you right now. Absolutely. Because you are packing the seeds. Absolutely. So by protecting the seeds, meaning not scat not scattering yeah. them yeah. everywhere, but planting them in a field that you have purchased that you own. Right. That is the biggest protection that you can give the family. Not having a baby over here and a baby over there and a baby because that is the same rifting, that same weakness that we're talking about, you know, the separation. You know, I got a baby mama on the south side, I got a baby mama on the north side, I got a Baby mama, you know, uptown. Instead of having a harem yeah. of women, you know, and this one raising her child and this one raising her child, and you're trying to make time for them, you know, here and there. It, you create it's, weakness. Exactly. So it is your job to protect your seed, because it starts with the seed. Yes, it does. You know, we were talking about, you know, the tree bearing fruit and the fruit don't right. fall far from the tree last week. But the tree does not get established without the seed. Absolutely. So you first have to be a protector of the seed. Absolutely. What are you doing with it? I mean, and, and that's the basics. And, that's where you have full control. And God, God, God. God honors the seed. Yes, he does. You know, oftentimes we don't um, like to talk about it or, or even remember. It, but, but, but there is a character in the Bible by the name of Onan. Mm-hmm. And Onan spilt his seed. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And God slew him. Yes, he did. Why? Because God doesn't want that seed to be misused, misabused, miscalculated, mistalked about. God, God gave us that seed, and 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 for us to use it to His glory and to His honor. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm with you. We don't. Our, our, our seed doesn't go around just anywhere, you know. It has to be put into fertile ground, you know. Uh, 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 a lot of times we don't listen to what the word of, of the Lord says, and the, and the word of the Lord says that he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Mm -hmm. All too often, our young ladies now are out there to find them a husband. That's that's not the order of God. Out of order. That 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 that's that that's why also why we have so many baby mamas, baby daddies, and so many little uh, uh, communities situated around different places because we're not following the order that God has. God said, "He who finds a wife finds a good thing." Indeed. Not 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 he who finds a husband, <laughs> or she who finds a husband right. finds a good thing. Right. No, that that's not the order of God. And and, and 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 let me just say this, young ladies, uh, don't imagine God is going to send His King to any kind of queen. Oh, y'all missed that. Oh, y'all missed that. The man that God has prepared is not going to come looking for just anybody. You got to be a queen. You you've got to have uh, some queen like 
uh, characteristics about yourself, how you hold yourself and how you take care of yourself. Uh, yeah, so God is not going to send his king to any kind of queen. He who God has prepared him to be the man of God, then he's going to prepare you to be the woman of God. Indeed, and that was to the point that I was going to make. I heard it said, and I find it to, to be true, you know, in that scripture that you're talking about. The man that finds a wife, finds a good thing, he's like, well, you know, I, I need to be married so, you know, I can be, you know, his wife, his good thing. No, when you get married, that does not make you a wife. That just makes you his wife. That's right. See, before you get married, if you have the countenance, if you have the character of a wife, that's what makes you a wife. Where is your mind at? Where Where is your head at? You know, are you ready to properly take care of a family? But we're not talking about her today. Right, we're, right, 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 we're, right. We're getting off. We're getting off track. But you know, the the two were made to go together. Yeah. But we're we're still talking about him. But in what we were um talking about, even in that, in finding a wife, you know, we he should be praying for that, like Absolutely. you said. But in the finding, that still takes us back to the prophet because that vision. Absolutely. What do you see and what are you looking for? So you know. Um, you know, unfortunately, when it comes time to find a wife, you know, guys, you need to be looking for more than just a big butt and a smile. I That's mean, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Because, you know, don't get me wrong. You're going to be happy for a little while, but eventually you're going to get hungry. Right. You know, right. eventually hard times are going to hit that house. And what type of partner do you have to help you overcome that? Right. You know, and um, it's of your choosing. Right. It's of your choosing because, you know, having been married for quite a while myself, um, in the, when it's time that that provider piece, you know, like right. we were talking about jobs being unstable and so on and so forth, you know, as far as you providing for that family in the lean times, when right. time when the job is scarce or the pay gets low and whatever, the type of woman that you have in that house is going to speak a lot for the provisions that you bring in that house. Absolutely. But also with providing, because um, with providing, it, it takes us back to that whole generational wealth thing because you ain't providing anything with no money. Absolutely. Bottom line. Absolutely. And last week I said something about if you want to be a good father... You must first learn to be yeah, a good son. Absolutely. And we're talking about a son to the, the father. father. Yes. Father yes. God. That's how we wind up, you know, being a good father. You wind up being a good father is by first being a good son. And one thing that the father stresses when it comes to money is not trying to hold on to it. Right. But releasing it. Right. And that goes again to that protection, protecting the seed, yes. because your money is a seed. Yes, it is. Because just like when you investment, you're you invested, you're expecting a return. So if you're making some type of financial investment, you know the stock market or real estate, whatever, you're expecting some type of re return. Right. And you know if it's a good deal, you will get it if you invest wisely. But the wisest investment that we can make with our money is to use money for what it was designed for, which is to advance Correct. the kingdom of God. Correct. Talk to us a little bit about that in this five minutes. My God. <laughs> well, and I bring it up because it can be a touchy subject because I know at one while it was a very hot topic in my home. Especially right. when it came to tithing and giving and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, until, you know, my husband saw for himself the yielding that, you know, like God said, test me in this, prove me in this and yeah. see if I won't open up a window, you know, open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. And because he, and we don't do it strictly for that. Person. We do it out of love and obedience. Right. But it does have a benefit. Right. I think that I think that. That's a struggle that every home has had. I'm sure. Uh, not just and we'll your have. home, right? And we'll have not just your home, but even now, we well, not not now, but early on in my marriage, it was a struggle mm -hmm. 
because my father taught me to tithe. Mm -hmm. And he taught me now, watch this, understand this. He taught me to tithe, to sow into the kingdom of God. When I got married, I was not saved. Mm -hmm. My wife was not saved. Mm -hmm. But I had that teaching there that even as, as an unsaved person, I tithed it. Because he trained you, trained you up he in the trained me, <laughs> He trained me in that manner. Mm -hmm. When I got married, my wife said, why are you giving all that money to the church? She's, she has since changed her mind. <laughs> she beats me to the tithing now. But, uh, and, and that's what, I, and I'm just saying that that becomes an issue in, in, in every household Sowing into the kingdom of God. Sowing into the kingdom of God. We we may not see that return immediately. But as you say, it is an investment into the kingdom of God. And when we invest into the kingdom of God, the return is going to be great. Mm -hmm. You're going to see some things happen that you didn't know was happening. When you invest in the kingdom. Because guess what? Your child may not go down the wrong path. Your child may not do some of the things that other people do. So when, when the lean time comes, like, like 2020 brought, you'll find that because I invested into the kingdom, now the kingdom, now I can reap some benefits out of the kingdom. The Bible says, whatever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. And in due season, we do reap a harvest. If we faint not, in other words, if you hold on to, to what God has told you to do, if you hold on to the to the statutes and the commandments of God, then when the lean time comes, if you haven't fainted, that may give it up, mm -hmm. you'll reap a harvest of blessings. And that's the word. Amen. That, that's the word. That's what it says. Yeah. So going back in these um, last few minutes that we have left, that is <coughs> the real legacy establishment absolutely because you know you're um i am a firm believer and i have experienced and am yet experiencing that when you take care of god's business mean that we are obedient to what he has laid out in his word to do he will take care of your business yes he will you know um to those who love him he shows his kindness he shows his favor you know he says to their children their children's children yeah. even to how many generations Four generations, I believe. I don't think it's more than that. Yeah, okay. Okay. But but nonetheless, and even in that fourth, it does not stop because if you if you think about it, because if you get it, you get it, and you pass it on, then you're it keeps going. It keeps going and going yeah. and gone. Going. And then it's like a snowball effect. Effect. Yeah. You yeah. know? Absolutely. Because we are and as I'm speaking holistically as a, a culture. Right. are experiencing the advancements that we are experiencing now because of prayers that were prayed Absolutely. by people we don't even know Absolutely. their names. We've never met. We've never heard of. Absolutely. But it has trickled down in our families. Yes. You know, and even if we did not come from that type of family, trust me, somebody from another family. Prayed pray for your family. That's right. You know? Absolutely. And because God is merciful and he's kind to us all. He smiles yeah. on the just as well as the unjust, you know? Yeah. So he's the he is a merciful God. Right. And that is how we establish legacy and yeah. keep it going. It cannot be done properly apart from God because God is not apart from his word. Amen. And he doesn't want to be apart from us or should I say he's not apart from us we're apart from him Amen. separated by our sin and our disobedience when we don't want to comply so but, so let me just say this as we're wrapping up remember gentlemen priest prophet provider and protector these are the things that God have called us to be amen Thank you again for showing up and closing out the month with us here on out from the ashes Hey, for everyone that is listening, you can follow my podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor, your plat uh, podcast platform of preference. I am also at um, on Instagram at OFT Ashes. 
on Instagram. That's out from the ashes. You'll find me there. Hit me up in my DMs if you have any questions that uh, we can answer for you. Anything that you would like us to talk about on the show. And we'll be happy to address that for you. Hey, I hope that you have enjoyed hearing about the roles and responsibility of a father and from a father and my father especially. Thank you again, Daddy, for showing up. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me. No problem. And we will talk again next week. I don't know what about, but we'll be here. Be blessed, everybody. Bye.